Hi, this is Amber, and you're listening to Amber on Podcast. Hi, hello, and welcome to episode number 41 of Amber on Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me here today. The first time I heard of Adam Robinson, I can recall quite easily. This memory is drilled into my head because it was significant. You know when someone says something that you really need to hear? Adam Robinson has an ability to explain things to me and to the world that lead to great insight and help me develop a point of view that when put into practice, helps me lead a better life. That's a long way of putting it. The first time that Adam did this for me was when I heard his interview on The Tim Ferriss Show. In this interview, he said that one of the best lessons he learned about life was to lean in and expect magic and miracles. That is, to lean in and expect magic and miracles with every interaction, meaning that every interaction has something to offer you, something for you to see, to learn, to experience. For me, this was a huge benefit, an important tool that I used when I was working for Instacart delivering groceries. And again, when I was driving for Lyft, I was reminded to practice it once again. And it's a good way for me to manage my anxiety as well, to realize that there is something for me in every experience, in every interaction. I feel included this way. And I feel more tolerant and more patient, something I could for sure use help on. Adam discusses a wide range of topics in his interview with Shane Parrish on the Knowledge Project podcast. And I'm going to highlight a few of my favorites here today. I am thrilled to discuss Adam's thoughts and point of view, and I know this will not fall on deaf ears. Mr. Adam Robinson is one of us, dear listeners. He is a genius angel from heaven, and today I'm going to tell you about some of the great work he has done. So let's start the show. As of today, Today on episode number 41 of Amber on Podcast, today our friend Mr. Adam Robinson is doing quite, quite well indeed. When I say that Adam is our friend, I want you to embrace this, my dear listeners. Embrace our new friend Adam, for he is wise and he loves to share his knowledge with the world. What knowledge? Well, Adam Robinson is a famous author. He wrote a great book titled Originals that inspired me beyond belief. Again, that book is called Originals, and it inspired me beyond belief. Dun, dun, dun. Adam is also a global advisor to the leaders of some of the biggest hedge funds in the world. Adam Robinson is a 
game theory mastermind and a trend spotter and a teacher and a code breaker and a chess master. His mind is one you will appreciate, and he has much to share on this episode of The Knowledge Project. According to Adam, if you want to do anything in the world, then it's all about creating a vision for others to join and believe in. Whether you are creating a business or a relationship, you are offering a possible future that makes another person say, yes, I want a piece of that with you. That's how businesses are started, and that's how change is made. That's how podcasts are started. But we, we do have a few new issues that we all have to deal with. For one, there is a global loneliness epidemic that is hugely accelerated and fed by technology. The technology that is designed to hijack your attention, Google, Facebook, your email. When you find it difficult to put your cell phone down, it's not a personal defect that is engineered. It's planning and product design. But we humans need to be able to control our attention. And there is another complication, the clicks. You get people to click by reflecting their own world back to them, reflecting their views of the world back to them so that they are reinforced and validated. And then we become more hardened in our own views. All we see is exactly what we expect to see. The internet and technology become just one big confirmation bias. You can also get clicks by reflecting things you don't like back at you. So again, reaffirming your own beliefs and causing divisiveness. Tech is designed to get us to respond. And the way to do that is to heighten emotions and hijack attention. And it does so with ferocious and unrelenting efficiency, Adam says. To combat this, Adam says that the secret to happiness is to be fully engaged in your life. There are only two places your attention should be. One is on the task at hand and the other is on others. If you're feeling any negative emotion you feel, doubt, fear, frustration, loneliness, then it's a sign to redirect your attention. That means that you're not leaning in and expecting magic. Now, great philosophers and poets and religions all talk about this. They all talk about being of service to others. That is the way to find yourself is through others. Now, how do you put this into action? It's not easy for me to escape my crazy imagination of my future. So I really like the way that Adam explained his technique. Adam says that when he is alone, he is inhaling. He is focused on himself and his world of ideas. Then when he is not alone, he is exhaling. He has his attention solely focused on others. Now, I love that. What a nice way of looking at it. Good balance because you need both. 
Gandhi said that there is more to life than making it faster. And that is exactly what technology has done. It has sped everything up. We are just doing everything faster, not with more intent or with more focus. We are not fully engaged in our life. We are too busy looking at our phones at what has already happened, or we are paralyzed with fear of what could happen in our future. Basically, technology and modern civilization made us do stupid things faster and with more energy. We need to ask ourselves what positive things are we trying to build, and let's move toward that. There's too much anti-this and anti-that, and the anger is not helpful. It's understandable, but it's not helpful. So how can we all learn to think better? Adam says that part of thinking is the relentless asking of questions. This is what I get from podcasts. Podcasts like this one and many others are a great source for unanswered questions. Things you didn't even know you didn't know. The greatest insights come from our unconscious. They come from out of the blue. None of the great insights come from pure logic. People need to be taught how to get in touch with their unconscious and listen to that voice. How do we do that? Here's a clue that your subconscious is speaking. You'll be startled by it. It will surprise you. And there's a lot of power in the things that surprise you. What surprise is telling you is that your model of the world is incorrect. This is why, this is what I got so much of by doing Instacart, delivering groceries and driving for Lyft. This is why both of these jobs humbled me to an infinite degree. Because there are so many times when I was surprised so much so that I grew used to it. I understood that the only thing I could count on was me being surprised. Now, I want to switch gears a bit and tell you another story about Adam. Our friend Adam developed a test prep system that was so successful that the SAT had to be changed because Adam hacked it. He hacked it many times and in many different subjects. They changed the order of the questions and the types of questions, all in response to the systems that Adam created. Now, the hardest thing about test prep is that it is a ruthlessly unforgiving domain because you can easily measure how good the tutor has done to the decimal. You know exactly whether she's done a good job or not because it's based on the score coming in and the score leaving. There's a high school in New York City named Stuyvesant, and Stuyvesant is easily the most competitive high school in the country. Students have to take a single test to get in. Um, They take it on a Saturday, just one day, like the SAT. 35,000 students take the test for 700 spots. This high school is made up of 70% Asian, uh, 25% white, which are most, mostly Russian immigrants. Shout out to my Russians out there. 5% black and Hispanic. Adam wanted to prepare inner city students and inner city kids with tutoring so that they could get better scores so that they could have a chance of getting in to these competitive, this competitive high school. So Adam volunteered pro bono 
and created a program. And they had 300 students. And at the end of the first year, two-thirds of them got into one of the top specialized schools in New York City, including Stuyvesant, Bronx Science, and Brooklyn Tech. The students started with an average of a 29 starting score. Uh, Stuyvesant, you needed an 85. The other ones, you needed a 75 or a 65 to get in. So it would be a huge leap to get there, right? But through Adam and his program, they got two-thirds of the students above a 65. It's a huge improvement. But Adam was dismayed. He was disappointed because when he looked at the comparable starting scores, a white or an Asian student improved significantly more than a black or a Hispanic student. And this bummed him out. Bummed him out. He didn't he wanted to know why. What happened? So he created a super long questionnaire to find out why this was. He asked 150 questions of each student to figure it out. Questions like, are you male or female? How old are you? How many brothers and sisters do you have? Where was your mother and father born? Um, How do you rate your chances of passing this test? One year later, he had the results. And he was astonished at what the number one positive factor was. And the number one positive factor for improvement was having a father born in another country and a mother born here in the United States. The student improved twice as much as the students with the reverse, a mother born outside the U.S. and a father born here. If your father was born in another country and your mother was born in the United States, that student improved regardless of race. Race dropped out of a, as a factor completely. It didn't matter what race you are. It had more to do with where your father was born and where your mother was born. Now, why is this so important? Why is this the case? The idea is it's because your father gave you the immigrant, immigrant drive. The, I worked hard to get here and education is important. While your mother gives you your language skills. So you need a mother fluent in English, which is why the mother born in the United States was so important. Language plus work ethic are the determining factors. Now, for the important part, the real life lesson and the most important life lesson is not that they went from a 29 to a 65. It's that they worked at something and they changed. They improved. And they got feedback so they know that they improved. That is the real life lesson that you can apply to yourself. You can work and you can improve. That is way more valuable and important than any test score. And the life lesson is, I can do better. Adam says it's important for parents to let their children know that learning is hard. It's not easy. And the reason that you need to know it's hard is because if you think it's easy, uh, as soon as you encounter difficulty, you're going to think that the problem is you. So you need to know that it's hard going in. For sure it's hard. That's why the kids with the immigrant fathers did the best, because they understood hard work and struggle. It's not easy picking up your entire family and moving to another country. The mother and father are both doing hard work, 
But it is by and large the father who instills those values, especially outside of the United States. If you really want something, work at it. That is the real lesson. You know, the problem with the belief in intelligence is that it works against you. If you are intelligent, you shouldn't have to work too hard. Things should come pretty quickly. And if you aren't intelligent, then what's the point? You're never going to get anywhere. That is a fairly wide-held belief in the United States. And this can really work against you if you let it. So don't let it. Remember that learning is work. The better belief is your success is determined by how hard you work. And then it's just a matter of choice. So what's your choice? I know what mine is. I'm going to do more good for more people most of the time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to join me today, my sweet angels. I loved this interview with Adam Robinson. I love having the opportunity to share these ideas with you. He's been hugely important to me. Uh, Again, his book, Originals, is amazing. Check it out. I will link it in the show notes. I hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, please let me know. Head over to mytalkingdollars.com for all of the show notes. And until next time, stay wonderful, you sweethearts. Okay. That's it. Thank you. Love you. Bye.